the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now they've jumped the shark. Yeah, despite flattening the curve in California, and despite the fact that out of 846,000 people, there have been only 19 deaths in uh, Ventura County, and despite the fact that right now there are only 23 people in the hospital there with the Wuhan virus, Dr. Robert Levin, same name as the health secretary in Pennsylvania, only with better hair, he said this yesterday. We are beginning a program today which will certainly grow into something larger and larger, and that is a community contact tracing program. We've done contact tracing all along. That a contact is a person who's been exposed to someone that we document to have the COVID infection. When we find someone who has a COVID infection, those people are immediately isolated. But we also work with them to figure out who their contacts were. Uh, but the purpose of this program is to bring on people. We may bring on up to 50 or even more as the program grows and as we see the needs for it. As we do more testing, we will find more and more people who have COVID-19. And again, we'll isolate every one of them and we will find every one of their contacts and we will make sure that they stay quarantined and we'll check in with them every day. We're going to do a more complete job and we're going to do a more meticulous job of making it less and less possible for others in the county to run into someone with COVID-19 infection. It's not just our county. There are going to be thousands of, of people hired who will be these contact investigators throughout the state. And this is occurring in many, many other states as well, perhaps all of the states in our country. Um, we will be giving intensive training to these people, identifying and finding contacts. Some of the people we find are going to have trouble being isolated. For instance, if they live in a home where there's only one bathroom and there are three or four other people living there and those people don't have COVID infection, we're not going to be able to keep the person in that home. Every person who we're isolating, for instance, needs to have uh, their own bathroom. And so we'll be moving people like this into other kinds of housing that we have available. Did you catch that? Uh, they'll be removing people from their homes to other housing that they have available. Now, I've never heard a better endorsement ever for the Second Amendment than that total insanity. We'll talk about that with Kim Stolfer of Firearms Owners Against Crime when we come back. Stick around. coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia... Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURGH to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURGH to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURGH. 
Where is yours made? I'm Josh Levine, co-founder of Tiger Lady, the self-defense tool that ensures you're always aware and prepared when you're alone. At Tiger Lady, we take your safety seriously. And more than ever, people are on edge and looking for ways to feel more secure. Having the means to protect yourself is so important. If you're ever in a dangerous situation, Tiger Lady can help. It's so lightweight, you can easily carry it with you anywhere. The market, the doctor, or to work. If you feel threatened, give it a squeeze and claws will appear like a real-life Wolverine. We designed Tiger Lady's claws with how channels to collect DNA, making it easier to identify the perpetrator. We hope you never have to use Tiger Lady, but we do know it will give you or someone you love an extra sense of security. It's something you know that nobody else knows. We know that times are tough, so for a limited time, we're offering 30% off plus free shipping when you use code TIGER at TigerLady.com. Just use the code TIGER at TigerLady.com for 30% off your order. From the Tiger Lady family to yours, wishes for good health and safety in the times ahead. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Suprema MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis 950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, if you were listening before the break, you heard the health uh, secretary of Ventura County out in California bragging about the plan to track everybody who has or has had the, uh, the Wuhan virus and everybody they've come in contact with, and then go into houses and remove remove people um, who are uh, quarantined in homes that only have one bathroom. Uh, Just, you know, remove them. It made me think of the Second Amendment real fast. That's what I thought of immediately, and it was made for idiots like him, the Second Amendment was. Kim Stolfer is the chairman of Firearms Owners Against Crime. He's been on here with us before, and he joins us again. Thanks for being here, Kim. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me on. So how do you think the virus trackers would be received by gun owners in Pennsylvania uh, if they decided that they were just going to come into the house and remove someone, a member of your family, because they decided they weren't being quarantined well enough? Well, I can't speak for California gun owners, but I can tell you honestly that if they tried that in Pennsylvania, I have a feeling it would be a very bad career choice for them. (laughs) I don't think I would tolerate it. (laughs) <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, um, it, but is this a perfect example of why we have the Second Amendment? Uh, um, it is because when government oversteps, you got to have some. You got to have something to John, fall back when you, on. When you have a situation where you have uh, government using the ends justify the means to impose their will on the people, um, it not only is unconscionable, but it is uh, a, a setting a precedent that's going to be with us uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, mm-hmm. The Wisconsin State Supreme Court 
uh, one of the Supreme Court justices just asked the government, under what authority in the Constitution do you get the ability to tell people they have to stay in their homes because it's basically house arrest? It was a wonderfully reasoned comment, and I agree with that. Um, can people be smart about this? Yes. Can you tell people that their rights don't matter anymore? I'll never accept that, ever. And I think that no. the stage was set for this by many of the other tolerance measures that we've accepted before, things that violate due process, uh, the prior gun control laws. You can't whittle away at the Bill of Rights without setting legal precedent that has disastrous consequences. And we're paying the price now. But, you know, it, it seems like um, people like you who are very strong on the Second Amendment and belong to organizations like yours, the Firearms Owners Against Crime, that uh, really focus on this. Uh, and, and, and the, I mean, the Bill of Rights is not just the Second Amendment, but um, it, it seems like people just uh, are, t- are too willing to let the, uh, the, the Bill of Rights be trampled upon, as long as the government tells them it's in their best interest. Yes. If, take, for instance, I'm sure most of you readers have heard the diatribe from gun control groups where they say we need more gun laws without ever showing them, having the courtesy to show people what laws we have now and what happens to them when people are charged with them. We have 148 pages of gun laws in a book compiled by the state right now. And yet we have over, or we have 80 laws, more gun control laws proposed this session between the House and the Senate. And it's crazy things, like banning firearms. There's four different bills to do that. Um, banning magazines, banning ammunition, emergency declarations, uh, banning firearms. Uh, right now, m- most people don't know. Pennsylvania laws are so bad, John, that under the emergency declaration, if you don't have a license to carry a concealed firearm, no Pennsylvania citizen can take a firearm off their property on the public streets, Period. It's a misdemeanor one crime right now. You can't, you just can't transport a firearm, period. And there's... Uh, how did that come about, Kim? How, how did that happen? It came, that came about in 1995 when they rewrote Act 17, uh, was under the, uh, the Ridge administration, ironically. We fought this section of law. And as a matter of fact, uh, two years ago, Representative Matt Dowling, he introduced the bill's uh, House Bill 1787, and that would repeal that entire section of law. Um, we discussed this, and he saw the dangers in it, and he was pressing it and introducing that uh, legislation to see if we can't get this taken out. We don't need that. But we have these uh, socialist uh, attitudes and measures that are in the law between statutory law and regulatory law. For instance, there is right now most people cannot or is very severely limited get a license to carry concealed firearms. So in tacit we have a gun ban because of the emergency declaration. But there's no authority under the license to carry law for them to shut it down. It's being shut down because the Pennsylvania State Police have illegally and if the state police commissioner is listening, I'm telling you you're breaking the law because there's nothing in the law that allows you to require a digital photo and a digital signature, which limits the authority of Pennsylvania sheriffs. I know because in, 1980, or in 1988, I was around when we wrote that law because I helped write it. The state police have no authority to do that, but they did it anyway. I just got off the phone with Representative Todd Stevens. There's a man out there, a veteran, an Air Force veteran, who delivers food to people, you know, that can't get out of their houses, you know, the aged. and. Yeah. He, he got out of his vehicle in Philadelphia to deliver the food, and he, a gun battle breaks out by criminals not listening to the mask requirements. And the, the Philadelphia police have sat on his license to carry request, which he filed when he started this new job, because he's a man that works two to three jobs a day. Mm-hmm. And he can't get a license to carry. He's a veteran. And the state police, because of their measures, have deprived him. And in my opinion, they put him in harm's way because he did have no chance. Uh, there's a video on one of the TV stations out there of him running down the street for his life. And, and is he, this what we've why, why is he not allowed to have a, 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 a permit to carry? 
because they shut the process down. He filed it. Oh, you mean during the coronavirus deal? Yes. Okay, I see. Yeah, so that I mean, just recently, uh, they because of what they're doing with this fiasco with the with the virus, that they've taken his rights away, and that's okay because it's an emergency, I guess. It seems to be with some of these people, yes, but the ends don't justify the means, John. And people's lives are being put in harm, harm's way all across America. Well, they're letting criminals out of prison, and you know, that's felons. They are at, at the same many, time that they're preventing the people from level, getting guns. They've introduced 131 more gun control bills, including one that would basically take everybody's firearm and put you in jail. That's House Bill 5717. That's by that congressman who, in congressional testimony uh, a couple years ago, (laughs) told an admiral he couldn't put more uh, Marines on the island of Guam because the island would tip over. This is the kind of people that have no idea of the Constitution. Yes, he was. Well, you know, letting the criminals out of prison is okay so because... This is all insane, John. Yeah, the, the letting the criminals out of prison is okay because uh, the permit, the, 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 the process for them getting guns has been shut down, so they won't be able to get any guns because they're, you know, <laughs> they'll be sure to follow the, the rules about uh, not, yeah. not getting guns during the virus. Yeah, they to gun stores at all. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're, so, we're in a big pickle, and... It, the precedent that these laws have laid the foundation for are watering down our rights. And we have demagogues in political office that don't seem like they want to stand up for it. When I ask legislators, when are you going to stand up to Wolf and stop him from doing this? They tell me, well, he'll veto the bill. So they use that as an excuse to do nothing. Right. And uh, I'm just beside myself. It's like saying I'll get sure when I was in a helicopter over Vietnam, I'll get shot at, so I'm not going to go on the mission. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's too tough. Uh, talking to Kim Stolfer, he's the chairman of Firearms Owners uh, Against Crime. Um, so um, ha- has this but has this government response to the coronavirus in general, uh, you know, just been a, a great lesson for people, or should it be a great lesson for people who may think the Second Amendment is about hunting? or target shooting, and, and for people who ask, why, why do you need the, yeah. the, the, those big magazines, and why do you need a, uh, a weapons of war, all the stuff that you hear? Is this a pretty good lesson for them? Not that it will be, but I would it think be. so. One of the things that's come out of this is that there's a lot of new people buying firearms. The sales to first-time buyers right now is off the roof. And if uh, what they're doing is they're running up to the wall of regulations and they're being shocked that they can't pick up their firearm when they feel they can't. Um, in California, uh, there's almost been riots at gun stores where people say, why am I being treated like this when the people they voted for voted for those laws that turned California into a socialist state for the most part. Mm -hmm. Most people have no idea the, the deluge of laws, John. They're just astronomical on their impact on people's rights and they do nothing to stop crime nothing yeah there's well, never said, been an analysis except for the national academy of sciences in 2004 and they the national academy of sciences said of the 57 measures they tested none of them worked uh, i sent you a message the other day about what i thought was a ridiculous law being proposed in pennsylvania because I wanted to get your reaction to it, because I knew you wouldn't like it. Uh, could you repeat what you told me and explain what that was about? That was House Bill 2344. It was introduced by Republican Representative Thomas Mert. And it's another one of those things where it went up to the Legislative Reference Bureau as a one-page bill and came back as a five-page bill. And how all this garbage got added to it is, is insane to me. Um, Representative Mert says that... Uh, he should have looked at it better, uh, but when he found out what was going on, he pulled his name off of it, but nine Democrats are still on it. And the revulsion that they have for the right to bear arms, well, Pennsylvania says the right of the citizen to bear arms in defense of themselves in a state shall not be questioned, and you swear yep. an oath to that. And this bill would take and register ammunition, require you to pay a fee to buy it, no more out-of-state uh, fire our ammunition sales. It would register guns. It was a terrible bill, and nobody knows. I have yet to find out how that language got added to that bill in the Legislative Reference Bureau. But 
to Tom Mertz's credit, he's pulled his name off of it. But the fact of the matter is these things still get filed and they still sit there. Mm-hmm. Is the bill dead? Yes, sir. It's dead. I've been assured by leadership, by Representative Rob Kaufman and Representative Brian Cutler, it's dead. But we have to watch out for all the rest of it because those people that support it are still there. And the elections are extremely important, John. Oh, yeah. Well, you've talked, uh, told me about the ridiculous number of gun control laws that you mentioned that one. You say that one's dead that you just talked about. But how many of them are still out there, either pending or just floating around? And do you have any favorites you can talk about? Oh, there's some really good ones out there. There's ones to uh, provide for constitutional carry. There's ones to strengthen our preemption. Constitutional carry is where you don't need a license to carry because criminals carry, and they don't get a license. They just ignore the law. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, constitutional carry is in place um, where you can carry concealed or openly without a license anywhere in Pennsylvania. But um, 16 states have this, and the three top safest states in America are all constitutional carry states. So that's one of my favorites. Uh, eliminating the Pennsylvania instant check system for firearm sales. We spend $11 million or more on this system where 36 other states get it done for free. How many people's lives would be alive if we invested that money instead of in a country club background check system that doesn't work and fails on, on nearly a daily basis if we invested that in prosecuting and controlling criminals? So that's Representative Jason Ortiz has that one. That's House Bill 1244. Constitutional carries House Bill 1412. Uh, we have another one, House Bill uh, 1066, and that one w- is uh, going to strengthen the preemption law. And what that would do is stop little uh, wannabe dictators like Mayor Peduto from forcing us to spend tens of thousands of dollars, which we have, to stop his illegal actions. I still have a question for uh, the district attorney, Zapala, as to why he's not enforcing the law since what Peduto did were, were crimes under the criminal code. But we've got a host of good laws out there, and they can find them on our website um, in a downloadable sheet, uh, www.foac-pac.org. And I invite anybody to go up there and look at them and understand what we're facing. Yeah, uh, give me that one again, the, uh, the address. www.foac-pac.org. Okay, now i, I got two minutes left here. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to get to this. The demonstrations, like I, I guess it was in Michigan, where lots of heavily armed protesters showed up uh, brandishing their weapons. Um, some people, including Sean Hannity, criticized them for it. I, is that a good message from uh, gun rights advocates to show up there? Or how, how do you think that uh, went over with the general public? Is it a good thing? Good PR? In my opinion... Um, open carry may have its place, but mm-hmm. as far as sidearms, but I have grave reservations about the skills of the people that are carrying the rifles. Um, uh, I believe that if everybody did that, they should have had flags in a gun, little plastic things that indicate there's no round in the chamber mm-hmm. because there's no reason. I, that happened in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I just, I have my personal problems with that because the general public doesn't fully realize that one, yes, it's legal, but there's a time and a place for everything. It's just like you don't run around uh, your community with your pants off. <clears throat> and, and in my opinion, you know, um, what they're doing is they're stirring up trouble for people who are f- afraid of weapons, instigated by some in the mass media, in the national media, unfairly. But at the same time, why do you have masks on? If I was going to do that with an AR-15 or any type of rifle. I'd be dressed in a three-piece suit. I want yep. people to know that I'm a professional. Hey, like, you yeah, dress Kim, up I like got, a gangster, or like I one got of these 20, Antifa thugs. Yeah, I, I got 20 seconds left, Kim. Uh, always good to have you on. Glad uh, you cleared it up for us, and I'm sure we'll have you on again. This isn't going to end. Thanks. That's, thank you, sir. Okay, that's Kim Stolfer, chairman of Firearms Owners Against Crime, and we will be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is celebrating the National Day of Prayer ceremony in the White House Rose Garden with distinguished speakers. Vice President Pence and the First Lady will also be participating. 
The criminal case against President Trump's first national security advisor, Michael Flynn, will be dropped by the Justice Department. President Trump quickly celebrating that decision and said he hoped a big price would be paid by those who had brought it. The case was brought by special counsel Robert Mueller. Prosecutors said General Flynn had tried to or had lied to the FBI about his conversations with the Russian ambassador in a January 2017 interview. Stocks were higher as Wall Street had its best gain of the week. The Dow gained 211 points today. The Nasdaq up 125 and the S&P 500 ahead 32. This is SRN News. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2-4%, to and tiredness, 2-3%. to While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. They call this sheltering in place. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. That's when the radio comes on and the person on the other side is somebody you know, somebody you respect, somebody you trust. And in just a few minutes, you start to understand. We can get through this. Everybody else is going through the same thing. What we're going through is hard. This radio station is going to get me through it all. We're all going to make it. AM 1250, The Answer. We're all looking for TV shows to fill all the time we have on our hands these days. And here's a show that you can watch with your family. It's No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla, the number one political documentary of 2019. It's all about how our foundational American values have come under attack, especially on college campuses. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this movie. You won't find it on Netflix. But it's now available for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's No Safe Spaces at nosafespaces.com. Enter safe. 25 get 25 percent off do you or your business have financial problems are you overwhelmed with debt then call me attorney dennis spire at 412-471-7675 my legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law debtor rights and tax matters i have over 30 years experience as a former united states department of justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice i have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits reorganize and get a fresh start Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy & Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. W223CS, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Got a little tie-up on William Penn Highway because of construction down to one lane. You can see it crawling along between Vincent Hall Road and the Parkway East. It's a paving project. Goes till 6. 22 in Robinson Township. You might see delays there as well between Maple Grove Road and 576. Construction also on the westbound turnpike blocks the left lane between Allegheny Valley and the Butler Service Plaza. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Cloudy for tonight, low 40. Periods of rain, Friday, high 41. Friday night, clouds breaking, cold, low 26. Cloudy, windy, and chilly on Saturday, high 44. Saturday night, low 33. Breezy and cool on Sunday with sunshine and some clouds. 
with a high 56. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you uh, have kids or grandkids, especially grandkids, I guess, you uh, should be worried. Uh, you, you shouldn't be worried, I should say, too much about their future after the Wuhan virus because according to USA Today, they don't have much of a future anyway because of, uh, you know, climate change, although in this case it might be global warming. Uh, USA Today reported on a study done by the international team of, uh, an international team of um, archaeologists, ecologists, and climate scientists, and, and it says that by 2070, uh, 50 years from now, 3 billion people are likely to live in climate, quote, deemed unsuitable for human life to flourish, kind of like the weather we've had here for the last month. Uh, James Taylor is the president of the Heartland Institute, and he joins us now. James, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on, John. So uh, there's no hope for humanity then? Is that correct? No, it's unbelievable what the climate alarmists will put out and uh, apparently believe that people will not check on what they're asserting. But then again, so many people in the establishment media won't check on it. But this particular article claims that uh, by the year 2070, nearly half the human population will be living in climate that is more than 59 degrees Fahrenheit on average. And they say that the livable range of, of temperatures is between 52 and 59 degrees Fahrenheit. So, the, the, so that they're saying that most or nearly half of the human population will live in nearly unlivable conditions. The problem with this is that many of the, uh, the, the locations that spawned ancient empires before there was air conditioning, before there were technologies that allowed people to adapt to climate, we, these were in locations much warmer than 59 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. For example, Rome, uh, heart of the Roman Empire, of course, is, is hotter than 59 degrees. Athens, Greece is at 63 degrees. Cairo, Egypt, 71 degrees. Baghdad, uh, near Babylon, 73 degrees. This is such a preposterous study. If people cannot live above 59 degrees Fahrenheit, how did all these locations not only uh, host a good number of people, but also spawn empires uh, that controlled large swaths of the world? No, there's no actual video of the Egyptians and the Greeks and the Romans, so there's really no proof that they existed, I guess. Maybe that's... <laughs> right, and, and that's what they would want you to believe, that apparently these empires never existed because anything above 59 degrees is, quote, nearly unlivable. And now, beyond just ancient empires, some places today that we consider to have pretty much ideal climate, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, 66 <clears throat> degrees, well above what they consider to be... Uh, I've been there. Very nice. San, yeah. Yeah, San Diego, California, 65 degrees, well above what they consider to be habitable. Los Angeles, 65. By the way, San Francisco, the coldest summer I ever experienced, or the coldest winter was the summer I spent in San Francisco. San Francisco is 57.3 degrees. That is in the upper realm of what they consider the livable range. According to these climate alarmists, San Francisco is almost unlivable because it's too darn hot. So I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused, though, because I don't know whether this is supposed to fall under the heading of climate change or global warming. Because there seems to be uh, they, that those two terms seem to um, uh, I don't know they're mixed together a lot, and then sometimes they're not. So I, I is this would this be a global warming if I wanted to put it in a category? Yeah, well, I guess they would put that in the global warming because on this occasion they're making the claim that temperatures are rising or are too hot. Of course, anything that happens regarding climate, they're blaming on fossil fuels slash global warming slash climate change. But uh, in some ways, I'm glad that this study came out and that USA Today and virtually every other major media outlet is promoting it because this is an opportunity for us to show if you have a, a neighbor or a friend or some little league parent that you're casually talking with, it has some interest in the issues of the day, but doesn't know much about the climate change debate, direct mm -hmm. them to this particular study at climaterealism.com. That's climaterealism.com. I wrote up a summary of why this claim is just so preposterous. And then invite your friends, your neighbors, your relatives to say, look, read what USA Today writes. Now read the facts from the other side from the climate realism angle, and you decide who's more credible. And do you still believe in this imminent climate crisis. Well, and that's I think why this it's is a good, good example. 
Yeah, well, that's why it's good that you guys are around at the Heartland Institute. Um, and we're talking to James Taylor, who's the president of the Heartland Institute. The problem is that the USA Today is a mainstream, and I don't know if anybody reads it anymore, but for a, for a while it was a, uh, a gigantic mainstream media outlet. So lots of people are going to see that. <clears throat> Many people are going to see the headline that says that, you know, in 50 years the Earth's going to be too hot for 3 billion people. Um, so uh, you're, you're fighting a, a, a tough fight here, aren't you, against that? We are, and the media is deliberately attempting to black out any coverage of the truth or any presentation of sound science. But although it's an uphill battle, uh, we, we still, I believe that the American people are intelligent, they're discerning, and as long as we can reach them through programs like yours, Sean, uh, through the Internet, through our website mm-hmm. at climaterealism.com, Ultimately, I think the truth will prevail. It's an uphill battle, but I think we'll prevail. I have to ask you, uh, James, these people who, who did this study and said that, you know, the three billion people are likely to uh, live in climate, quote, deemed unsuitable for human life to flourish. I mean, I, I, they're, they're smart, educated people with, you know, initials after their names and um, impressive sounding titles for their jobs. How do they not know if they're going to do a study this thorough, uh, thoroughly, and if they and if they're going to do a, a study on this subject? How would they not know that the temperature in Egypt uh, a thousand years ago was was um, more than that? I guess uh, a higher than what they're saying is going to be unlivable fifty years from now. I mean, how do they not know that? Or do they know it and ignore well, it purposely, or what's going on there? <clears throat> well, there's there's an old saying in academia: it's publish or perish. And if you are a scientist or a professor having uh, any relation to climate-related topics, you need to get published. And the only way you're going to get published is if you present something very alarming and scary that the media will cover. And also, uh, you need to bring in grants to your university. That's a big factor in whether you're going to get tenure and whether you're going to get promotions. And the way to get grants from the federal government is to, again, promote scary scenarios. So they have a vested interest in, in trying to paint it as, as alarmingly as possible. And so here, they'll note that, uh, assuming there is no air conditioning, as if in the modern world nobody has access to air conditioning. And, of yeah. course, even if we were to assume that nobody has air conditioning, again, how do you make the claim that anything above 59 degrees is nearly unlivable when so many of these past empires existed in warmer temperatures? It's just a matter of trying to make something up to justify your position, bring more money to your institution, and get more personal fame and fortune. But, um, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine them um, in their meeting with, as they're discussing putting together the study and coming up with the final product before they publish it. And the, and would somebody say, well, excuse me, you know, I just, I, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but, you know, in Egypt uh, <laughs> 2,000 years ago, it was uh, 61 degrees, whatever you said it was. Uh, does somebody say, well, yeah, nobody's going to know. You know, don't worry about that. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna bring that up. Nobody, the, you know, we'll just, they, they should, or, or do they... Uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is these are supposed to be people who are just a lot smarter than I am and smarter than everybody else because they're really smart and uh, educated and credentialed scientists. But how can they be this stupid? Or or is it because they think I'm stupid? That was my first thought when I saw this. Anything above 59 degrees is uninhabitable. Cairo, Egypt today averages 71 degrees. That's that's substantially warmer than what they say is unlivable, and yet that's a city of millions of people. Santa Barbara, California, which is just an absolute climate haven, is unlivable, according to these scientists. Any common sense analysis, if you take five seconds to just think about it, then you know this is garbage, and yet this is the the stuff that gets published. And by the way, not just published in some third-rate, run-of-the-mill, out-of-the-way journal, this was published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This is what our tax dollars is supporting. This is what's being presented to Americans as the gold standard of science. And it's yeah. no wonder that people, unless they are paying attention and looking into the claims themselves, they see a headline that says by 2073, billion of the world's people will be living in places that are uninhabitable. They're just going to see that and assume it's true without looking into it. 
it's it's unbelievable, and it shows just how sad the state of society is and the state of scientific debate. And I there's a um, I, I saved in my computer and I, because I it, it's a perfect thing to have. This is from <clears throat> excuse me. Um, this is from September 18th of last year. The headline is "Wrong Again: 50 Years of Failed Echo Apocalyptic Predictions," and uh, it appears in Competitive Enterprise Institute. Uh, and and it just it it gives you uh, going all the way back to 1967. The first headline is "Dire Famine Forecast by 75." Um, and uh, I don't know who was forecasting that. And another headline says, um, let's see. Oh, uh, scientists predict a new ice age by 21st century. That was in 1970. So, I mean, it's not just that they might be wrong, or they uh, it's that they have always been wrong <laughs> when they make these dire predictions. And it, it's right there in, you can, in black and white. You can see it right there. All you got to do is... Uh, Google it. So how do they keep getting away with it? Well, they get away with it because the media is agenda-driven and does not uh, perform their job as they should. And the sad irony is that many of the same scientists who back in the early 1970s were saying that we are facing a new ice age that is being caused by fossil fuel burning and human emissions from, from fossil fuels are the same ones that either went into the Obama administration and or are now prominent in the media making the claims that fossil fuels are causing the warming of the planet. And even worse, these same people used to claim that cooling temperatures would cause more extreme weather events, more droughts, more famines, more tornadoes, more hurricanes, more wildfires, and they pointed to evidence saying that it proved that that's the case. And now they're saying warming does the same thing. How can cooling cause all these things and warming cause all these things? But that's what they do. Well, there's a link in the USA Today story that says uh, 2020 is going to be the hottest year on record. Uh, I wish you would hurry up because we've had uh, one day over 70 since April 1st, I think. And the highs here in the next, uh, or in three of the next four days, will be in the 40s. It's May, I'm pretty sure. So uh, I wish they could speed up the, the global well, and, warming. And there's at least. a reason why uh, most of the world's population, given the choice, flocks closer to the equator than closer to the poles. Uh, our climate mm -hmm. alarmists would lead us to believe that ideal climate conditions existed 200 years ago during the Little Ice Age, when the Thames River in London would freeze over. And they lead us to believe that people just dream about retiring to the Yukon Territory, to Barrow, Alaska, or to Siberia, when it's exactly the opposite. Warming temperatures have always benefited human health and human well-being, and warming temperatures are always what people seek. And yet the media and the climate alarmists are, to some degree successfully, convincing Americans and the world as a whole that colder temperature is really what we need. And that simply defies scientific evidence and common sense. Finishing up here with James Taylor, president of the Heartland Institute, and there was a talking about a study that showed up in uh, USA Today, I think yesterday, that said in 50 years, 3 billion people will be living in places on this planet where it is not hospitable for humans. So, uh, and James is here to tell you that that's crazy. Um, but uh, the, these same scientists also say that the emissions have caused the planet's temperatures to rise to levels that can't be explained by natural factors. That's an, that's an old one, though, isn't it? Well, uh, we certainly know that we can go back and, and look at temperatures over the past hundreds of years, thousands of years. It had never been disputed until recently when climate alarmists are trying to rewrite the record that most of the past 6,000, 8,000 years have been substantially warmer than today with much less technology than we have today, humans thousands of years ago lived in warmer temperatures and actually developed a civilization and thrived in that. When we hear about record temperatures or the hottest temperature on record, it's because it conveniently defined, quote, the record as the time since they've had mercury thermometers set up at a regular space around the globe. But scientists know that for the vast majority of human civilization, temperatures have been warmer. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting, uh, you know, it's been so cold here that... Uh 
uh, we've had, I think we're going to have snow flurries maybe tonight. They're, they're talking about snow flurries. And I'm waiting for people to, I've been waiting for people to jump on that and talk about climate change, about how ridiculous it is to have snow in May. But then somebody uh, pointed out that um, in 1966, my senior year in high school, and I don't even remember this, here in Pittsburgh we had three inches of snow on a someday <laughs> on a day in May. So it's you know you don't have to go back that far. I'm I'm pretty old, but that's still not that far back when you when, in archaeological terms. So, uh, James, you there? I'm here. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't catch that last part, but I can tell you that uh, near the Heartland offices, uh, the Heartland Institute outside Chicago, Illinois, just two years ago, living there, I counted it because I was blown away. During the first half of May, the first half of the month, we had more than half of our first 15 days of May, we had snowfall. Um, If this is the global warming crisis, please give me more of it. We need to get out of this. (laughs) Yeah, well, this won't be the last time we'll need to call you to uh, debunk one of these stories. I'm, I'm glad we have you uh, around, and I have your phone number so I can call you when I need this stuff. I really appreciate it, James. And uh, where can they find this? You want to give it to us again? Well, the Heartland Institute, uh, you can find us at heartland.org. And the website where we specifically debunk these climate crises virtually every day, sometimes multiple times per day, climaterealism.com. And thank you so Very much, good. John. Thank you, James. Talk to you again. Bye. Bye-bye. And we'll be right back. Well, we're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers for a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com.
Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784 884 1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, there's actually some sports on TV tonight. That's not a replay of a game from the 60s or something. It's uh, the NFL schedule will be announced tonight, and uh, the NFL network is going to take three hours to do it. It used to be something that would take a minute and a half out of a, maybe two minutes out of a five-minute sportscast, but they uh, they got time to fill, and they're going to do three hours on it. Of course, the interesting thing is is that nobody knows if the NFL is going to have a season yet, and nobody knows if they do have one, if fans are going to be showing up. And if you saw, uh, I mentioned it here the other day, the Dolphins' plan for uh, ha- having games with fans uh, would be like 15,000 people in the stadium, uh, Everybody wearing a mask, and it, it, it described the situation uh, in which any football fan would say, uh, thanks, but no thanks, I think I'll watch the game on TV. So at least the NFL's going ahead, and I don't blame them. Uh, it's, you know, it'll be something different on television tonight. You'll be able to find out the, the Steelers' schedule and everybody else's schedule, and maybe there'll be some serious discussion about the, the chances of uh, an NFL season happening in September. I have my doubts, uh, but, you know, hey, I could be wrong. It's happened before, I think. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.